Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Batflip Crazy Podcast, where you'll always find enthusiastic, data-driven fantasy baseball analysis and strategy. I am your host, Toby. Uh, today I am going to do another mailbag with uh, player uh, suggestions coming from Twitter. going to cover players like Victor Robles and Garrett Cooper and Renato Nunez and Herman Marquez. A bunch of pitchers and hitters, Zach Plezak, just guys who have just come up, who may be excelling, uh, guys who have been struggling, uh, whoever is of interest to uh, folks who are out there following me on Twitter, uh, those are the folks that are going to be covered in the upcoming podcast. I've also uh, taken, I've actually added, changed a little bit of how I am taking a look at players too. I've added some new categories of metrics that I'm going to be taking a look at, like for pitchers, Uh, I've started to look at the percentage of pitches that are balls um, when thinking about control metrics. So obviously O-swing and first pitch strike and zone percentage all kind of uh, are important. But ultimately what is, you know, going to determine whether somebody issues walks or not is going to be how many balls they throw. And so um, I have not done the research, but it seems fairly intuitive that the percentage of balls that a pitcher throws would be indicative of what their walk rate or control metric should be like. And then similarly uh, with strikeout rate, um, I'm going to include uh, K rates and walk rates, uh, K minus walk rates um, in there as well. Um, I have included K minus walk rate more, more recently, but I also think it's helpful uh, to share the K percentage and the walk percentage. Um, just so as we look through, as we kind of walk through the control metrics and then the strikeout metrics, we can see whether those align or whether we might expect some either good regression or negative regression to take place uh, when it comes to that. Uh, also uh, have added over the last little bit like BABIP and home run per fly ball rate, things of that nature uh, to the equation. So hopefully uh, those analyses will prove um, you know helpful uh, to you and you know hopefully as I go through these um, you're also able to do do a little bit of your um, you're able to take some of the metrics that we're that I'm looking at and then um, you know do a little bit of your own research if there are players that I'm not able to um, cover in those so hope that hopefully that is helpful to you uh, uh, if you do enjoy this podcast or other podcasts that uh, I have put out uh, please do go to iTunes and leave a five star rating and review um, folks have been uh, folks have been great um, given those uh, five star ratings and reviews really really uh, appreciate uh, that. Um, although I will point out we got the podcast got its second negative review. I think it could be two. It could have been it could have been one or two additional negative reviews, uh, which is just uh, which is absolutely heartbreaking. But we move forward. We move forward with the podcast. So if you do like the podcast and if you don't like the podcast, I mean, you are more than welcome to uh, give an honest opinion. But uh, for everybody who loves it. Give a five-star rating and review if you have a chance. Really appreciate it. Uh, it helps uh, helps with the algorithm for uh, iTunes. Uh, and then it also uh, goes a long way, I think, in terms of just creating some legitimacy uh, for the podcast. If you have already given it a five-star rating and review, or if even if you haven't, uh, please do like the, pod, uh, like the episodes as I share them, retweet them, quote tweet them, whatever you want to do, uh, whatever you can do to help spread the message. I really, really, really appreciate it. As usual, the best place to follow me is on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy. Uh, the website is BatFlipCrazy.com. It's been a little bit since I updated it as usual, so you know you may or may not uh, want to head over there. 
All right, uh, this is actually the second uh, episode, I think, of the last couple that's coming to you from Visalia, California. I am back here uh, for a conference. Um, I don't know why, uh, but Visalia is just the place to be uh, when it comes for to uh, to conferences in California. So I'm here again on the road bringing this to you. So hope you enjoy it. Uh, all right, let's get this party started. All right, let's get started with the mailbag. Um, first up is a question about Tommy Malone. What's up with Tommy Malone? Uh, that six plus ERA from 2016 to 2018 with just a fluke, right? This is from our friend uh, Brian Slack at that underscore GLG20 uh, from last week. So let's take a look at Malone. Uh, 37 and two thirds innings pitched so far this year, a 335 ERA. A 0.96 whip, 38 Ks, uh, so around a K per inning, 376 Sierra, and a 402 XFIP. Uh, when we take a look at velocity, velocity obviously is not uh, Malone's Carlin card, 87.4 miles per hour average on the fastball, which is right around where it was uh, last year. But when we look at the underlying skills, uh, they're pretty nice. O swing at 33.6%, so better than league average. Uh, 74.2% first pitch strike, which is really strong. Uh, zone percentage, 39%. Uh, the percentage of pitches that he is throwing that are balls is 34.9%, which is under the league average of 36.1%. So solid control metrics there, um, definitely better than league average. In zone contact rate at 85.4%, so right at league average. Swinging strike rate right around league average at 10.3%. But his CSW, that's called plus swinging strikes, is at 31.1%, uh, which is better than league average, which is about 28.3%. Uh, so all in all, when you look at those skills, pretty solid. His K minus walk rate also better than league average at 20.4%, a 25.9% K rate with a 5.4% walk rate. The BABIP is low at 232, and the, the strand rate at 76.1% is certainly within a reasonable range, although... You know, um, his strikeouts, well, I guess they're slightly better than league average. So the, the strand rate looks pretty reasonable. Home run per fly ball rate is at 14%. His ex-WOBA is 284. Uh, WOBA is 279. The bat does not like him moving forward for sure at a 543 ERA, a 138 whip with 32 strikeouts and 37 innings pitched. Uh, his next two starts are at Houston, which is this week, and then next week uh, in St. Louis. Um, so, or a actually at home against St. Louis. So something to think about um, there. Um, everything looks good when you take a look under the hood for Malone. There's obviously some regression that's likely coming on the Babbitt. One thing that I didn't realize for Malone, I thought he had a really good slider, but it's actually his changeup, which is his best pitch. 15% uh, swinging strike rate, so decent there, uh, but a 47.8% O swing, getting a huge chase right there. And it's got an 8 WRC+. plus. So in terms of outcomes, hitters are not doing a very good job of uh, squaring it up. The slider is also okay. O-swing at 45%. I think that's the best quality of his pitches, really. They're not overwhelming from a swinging strike perspective, but um, you know they're generating a lot of uh, chasing uh, outside the zone. Uh, his swinging strike rate is at 11.4% on that slider with a 98 WRC+. plus, So better than league average, but not terrific. 
So he's got those two, and then his fastball is not good at all, um, which isn't surprising at 87.4 miles per hour. Uh, the fact that he does have that changeup and slider does give me a little bit of hope that he can t- that he can continue to be useful, um, since he has pitches to um, you know for both left-handed and right-handed batters. I think the key for him moving forward is going to be to continue limiting the contact. Right, his ex-woba is nice, but ex-woba is not predictive. Um, right, it's just descriptive of what he's already done. And so, if we take a look at his career. Uh, you know, his home run per nine has been above two for the past two seasons. Um, so he's got underlying skills, but, you know, there are some home run issues. Uh, there are some quality of contact issues. And so I think all in all, Malone is solid. I'd say only 15 team leagues is where you're going to be interested with him. And, and I think you probably want to stream him, um, you know, so in two start weeks or, you know, skipping some of the more elite offenses. I think this is the way to go with Malone, especially uh, teams that have a lot of power. Next up um, is uh, I included the full question and I covered all of the guys that were brought up because um, at bro named Thunder uh, requested it and he's got one of the coolest uh, Twitter handles out there. Uh, that's at bro named Thunder. Gotta love it. Is it Jake Bauer's redemption time? Who's the better power source rest of season? Cole Calhoun or Miguel Sano is Mercado's bat uh, Mercado's hot start filling uh, stretch for real uh, hot stat filling stretch for real I don't know it's Oscar Mercado essentially can we praise the Lordis or is he a false idol this is again from Abrodate Thunder I uh, love the creativity with the question so let's take a look at Jake Bowers I love Jake Bowers heading into the season I just saw a lot to like in kind of the fun- fundamental plate skills. Um, the batted ball quality was pretty good last year. Not great, but pretty good. And I thought he'd get a lot of opportunity with Cleveland. He's definitely gotten a lot of opportunities um, with Cleveland. And the plate skills are still really good. They're actually better than last year. But the quality of contact just has not necessarily been there. A 224 batting average, a 302 OBP. 31 runs, 9 home runs, 28 RBI, and 2 stolen bases out of 4 attempts. So he's only 50% on stolen bases, and that's in 275 plate appearances. His O-swing is solid. We know he's got great plate discipline at 24%. The in-zone contact rate is also solid at 87.7%. That's actually an 8% increase over last year. So heading into the year, that was one of the things that I was looking for is, you know, looking for that increase in contact rate, and it's actually happened. Uh, and his overall contact rate is up at 80.1%. His CSW uh, is 28.5%, so right around league average there. So we would anticipate that his K rate would be close to league average. It's actually uh, above league average um, at 20, above 24%. And so that's just an area where maybe we might see a little bit of regression. Um, he is a pretty um, passive, I would say, at the plate. You know, doesn't swing at a ton of pitches. So that's just one thing to factor in there, although CSW... Uh, factors that in hard hit rate is only at 32 percent uh so there we get to the batted ball quality issues ground ball rate at 43 percent right around league average so the stat cast data is not uh pretty with bowers uh 289 expected woba a 300 woba so both below league average 11 barrels at only a four percent barrels per plate appearance rate and 108.8 mile per hour max exit velocity Rest of season projection for the bat is at 252, 334 with 33 runs, 
nine home runs, 31 RBI, and four stolen bases. So when you put that all together, you know, you're looking at a really poor season. I mean, 64 runs, 18 home runs, uh, 59 RBI, and six stolen bases. So you're not really getting the pop you were hoping for, and especially disappointing, I think, with Bowers, uh, is the lack of stolen bases. That's just really... You know, that I think is where a lot of the value was coming from and it just hasn't been there. And and I think for me, like one of the things I look back on is maybe I should have paid a little bit more attention to the fact that last year he stole a decent amount of bases, but his success rate wasn't high. And that's continued. And, and so I think he may not be getting the green light uh, in Cleveland. So something to consider. He still has a very solid foundation in terms of the plate discipline and the contact skills. And so it's just a matter of when that batted ball quality is going to come. He has been a little bit better recently. He hit his 10th home run today. Um, He's hit, I think, three home runs in the last couple weeks. But uh, nevertheless, very disappointing um, from Bowers. I think in anything under a 15-team league, if you haven't dropped him, you definitely should um, do that. And then I think in 15-team leagues, he's just a matchup play at this point. Uh, The good news uh, for Bowers is that the Indians do have a really nice um, schedule over the next, uh, they have the last few weeks. And you know, they're at Baltimore at the end of this week. They're at KC next week and at Cincinnati um, before going to Minnesota uh, and then Detroit and Kansas City again. So really nice uh, little stretch here for them in terms of their uh, matchups. And so I think with Bowers, um, you know, maybe we'll see a little bit of a bump in his production. Uh, Cole Calhoun is up next. The question from uh, Bro Name Thunder was around Cole Calhoun or Miguel Sano being a better source of power. Let's dig into Cole Calhoun, 229 batting average, 321 OBP, 46 runs, 16 home runs, 38 RBI, and three stolen bases out of four attempts in 316 plate appearances. Uh, O swing at 26.8% is solid. Walk rate at 11.1% is better than league average. In-zone contact rate, 85.7%. That's actually up 4% from last year although his contact rate is pretty stable at 73.3%, so slightly worse than league average. His CSW is at 27.3%. Not surprisingly, his K rate is right around league average, since that CSW is as well at 22.5%. 22.7% is league average K rate, if you're wondering. Hard hit rate at 42.7%. Ground ball rate at 37.7%. So pretty solid right there. And then we see a 3347X Woba compared to a 332 Woba, so solid ex-Woba, especially, I mean, you, you consider where you were drafting um, Calhoun, and it was, you know, pick 300 or so, so very solid there. 247 expected batting average with a 229 batting average, so maybe a little positive regression due there. Uh, 24 barrels at a 7.6% barrels per plate appearance is solid, a 120.1 max exit velocity. Bat, the bat rest of season projection has him at 250, and 333 with 39 runs, 14 home runs, 39 RBI, and two stolen bases. You put that all together, and it's a really nice return on your investment late in drafts. His upcoming schedule, uh, he um, hosting Oakland at Texas and then at Houston. Uh, he's obviously been solid, uh, particularly providing value with that ADP. He's also been a solid source of um, home run and counting stats, and I think that's Particularly true, the RBI potential may be really high um, moving forward, uh, given that he's been re- he's been batting cleanup in fifth uh, recently behind Mike Trout and Justin Upton, and those are two guys uh, that are good to bat behind. So really nice uh, overall there for Cole Calhoun. You know, 
I mean, when you look at it, like, just compared to other players, it may not be overwhelmingly good, but you've gotten a lot of value if you drafted him or picked him up, um, especially in deeper leagues. Um, the batting average is a little bit problematic, but you, you probably knew that heading in. Miguel Sano, uh, pretty ugly uh, just all around here. Uh, a guy who showed some promise early in his career and just has continued to get worse and worse. 211 batting average, 298 OBP, 20 runs, 9 home runs, 15 RBI, 0 stolen bases um, in 124 plate appearances. His O swing is at 32.4%, so worse than league average. He used to be very good. Used to be a really patient guy. Walk percentage, 11.3%. So that's higher than the 8.6% um, you know, league average, but the O-swing doesn't necessarily point towards that uh, being something that, that, should, uh, that he should maintain. Uh, In-zone contact rate at 70.6%. That's down 10% from last year. That's terrible. Overall contact rate at 62.3% is 15% below league average. That's horrible. CSW, not surprisingly, at 31.4%, is also uh, worse than league average, uh, well worse than league average by about 3%. And then his K rate at 42.7% is almost twice the league average K rate, and that's just unsustainable from a batting average, OBP, whatever you want to do perspective. Hard hit rate is solid, as you'd expect, at 50.9%. Ground ball rate at 33.3% is also solid. You know, ex-WOBA at 311, um, but his WOBA is at 345, so he's actually doing better uh, than, you know, the skill, the, the, the batted ball quality and underlying skills would suggest. A 211 expected batting average on a 180, uh, or uh, a 180 expected batting average on his 211 batting average, so he should be having a worse batting average, 10 barrels, 8.1% barrels per plate appearance, and then 113.2 miles per hour. The one thing that I would mention is that uh, the contact rate has improved very recently over the last two weeks. Obviously, it's very bad for the season, and that's a continuing issue for him. The bat rest of season projection for Sano is 328, uh, 333 with 45 runs, 18 home runs, 47 RBI and one stolen base. Uh, his upcoming schedule, he's got at uh, the White Sox, at Oakland, and then at home versus Texas. So a nice upcoming schedule as well. But when we think about rest of season, who is going to be better um, from a power perspective? I mean, if you're thinking exclusively um, home runs, I mean, you, pr- you may go with Sano. Uh, I would say Calhoun, for me, is the guy that you want to have. Um, really, regardless of the format, I think the floor is just so low for Sano, and it's been so long since he actually showed us that he was good at baseball and that he was really rosterable without destroying you know, your batting average. Or um, I mean, even at this point, his OBP is so low, he's not going to steal bases for you. And so those 18 home runs look great. The counting stats look great, but I don't necessarily trust that projection given what he has done recently. I also think there is a more than small possibility that he actually uh, just doesn't play regularly for the Twins or uh, gets dealt at some point uh, this year for pitching, uh, something of that nature, just because, um, you know, like he just seems like a guy who needs a change of scenery. Uh, The Twins are are giving him, you know, a, a lot of plate appearances despite the poor performance, but 
you know, they need to continue winning, and, uh, you know, I just don't see Sano being a part of that necessarily. Uh, also, uh, so that's what I would say. I'd say Calhoun, I like him a lot more. Maybe Sano has a little bit more power com- according to the projections, but I think there's just too much there that's going to hurt you otherwise. So I'd stay clear of Miguel Sano. Oscar Mercado is up next. Uh, 309 batting average, 361 OBP, 26 runs, four home runs, and 16 RBIs with six stolen bases um, in eight attempts uh, and in 150 plate appearances. The O swing at 34.1% is not terrific, um, but um, it has been improving recently. It's under 30% over his last uh, 15 games. His walk percentage at 4.7%, uh, so that's low. Um, in-zone contact rate at 90.3% is really nice. His overall contact rate at 77.6% is right around league average, so that's also nice. Uh, the CSW at 21.9% is well below league average, and that's reflected in the K rate, which is at 18.7%, uh, 4% below league average. And then the hard hit rate is higher than league average. The ground ball rate is right around league average. When you look at the stat cast metrics, though, it shows that he has been lucky uh, so far. A 360 WOBA, but a 313 expected WOBA. 309 batting average, a 270 expected batting average. Uh, that's because of a 365 Babbitt. He has not been showing much power. Three uh, barrels, a 2% barrels per plate appearance, 109.5. Um, mile per hour max exit velocity he's got uh you know one more home run than he has barrels so the power is not necessarily something that i would be counting on at all not that you necessarily were the bat rest of season projection at 253 11 37 runs seven home runs 29 rbi 11 stolen bases and 287 plate appearances really nice upcoming schedule all on the road at baltimore at kc and at cincinnati so he's definitely gotten off to a good start. I think the underlying plate, plate skills are very encouraging, especially the contact rate and the like, lack of strikeouts. Uh, the BABIP, I do expect some regression there at 365. Seems a little high, especially since the quality of contact does not appear that good. Um, but he has been improving just in terms of his plate discipline, which may help his OBP, increasing his number of uh, stolen base uh, opportunities. Um, and the, the fact that you are really looking at him for kind of a batting average stolen base guy, you know, I think that's going to stick. We see those 11 stolen bases in the rest of season projection. You add those to the six already and 17 stolen bases in an abbreviated season um, is really nice. And the 11 home runs that he's projected to get to uh, with his rest of season projection is not is not terrible uh, either. So uh, Mercado all around really solid, expects some regression. Uh, here soon, but I think the overall product um, is uh, is a solid one. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel is up next, 295, batting average 343 OBP, 25 runs, 10 home runs, 26 RBI, two stolen bases in four attempts, uh, and that's in 169 plate appearances. Uh, the O swing um, is bad, but actually better than last year at 35.5%, so not good, but 4% better than last year. His walk rate, not surprisingly, is low at 5.9%. Uh, in-zone contact rate at 80.9%. That's down 6% from last year. His contact rate overall is at 69.2%, which is low. That's 8% worse than last year. His CSW is also high at 30.8%. Uh, that's 26% uh, K rate uh, that he has, so well above league average as we would uh, expect. 
him too. Hard hit rate at 40.7%. His ground ball rate, though, um, is down at 38.1%. That's down 5% from last year, and that's reflected in some of the power numbers that he's had uh, so far with those 10 home runs and just 169 plate appearances. A 343 expected Woba, uh, 385 Woba, so he's been a little lucky. Been lucky with batting average, two at 295 with a 256 expected batting average. 13 barrels, 7.7% barrels per plate appearance, 109.6 mile per hour um, max exit velocity. The bat rest of season projection for him is 262-303, 29 runs, 10 home runs, 30 RBI, and two stolen bases. But that's in only 233 plate appearances. So if you uh, push that out to 300 plate appearances, assuming he gets uh, every day at bats, you're looking at a, a better line um, there, something closer to you know 40 runs, um, 40 uh, RBI, um, and even you know 15 home runs rest of season. So all in all, really solid because when you when you take a look at that, right, you're getting a league average batting average. Um, you are getting um, you know and, and decent uh, decent project production, especially again from where you were drafting him or picking him up off the waiver wire when he came back from. Uh, the minors, I would expect some regression to hit soon. I know it's like a broken record, but a lot of these guys show up, you know, uh, in in questions around the mailbag because you know they're doing so well and it's unexpected. And a lot in a lot of instances, while the skills may point to some sort of overall improvement, um, you have to expect some regression coming there. So uh, that's Guriel. The next uh, recommendations came from at Griffin Davis 20, who recommended Herman Marquez and Ramon Laureano. Laureano being one of the hotter hitters in baseball over the last little bit. So first at Marquez, 110 and a third innings pitch. That does not include today's start against the Giants. A 432 ERA, a 119 whip. So a solid whip there, but the ERA a little high, especially for what folks were probably hoping from. 111 strikeouts in those 110 innings pitched. A 3.7 Sierra and a 3.44 XFIP, but you know, remember that um, uh, Marquez pitches in course, and uh, he is showing so far why it is uh, uh, why you know people have not have thought that even a, even a pitcher of Marquez's quality might struggle in course because it has continued to happen. Uh, fastball velocity at 95.8 miles per hour, really nice there, consistent with last year. You'll see that throughout the underlying skills, he's pretty much where he was at last year, if not better in a lot of metrics. Um, but still, the production, um, you know, at least from an ERA standpoint, hasn't been what you would have hoped. 32.5% O swing, 64.8% uh, first pitch strike, a zone percentage at 46.9%, percent of his pitches that are balls at 32.9%, 36.1% being league average. So all across the control metrics, he's better than league average. We see that with a 5.3% walk rate. Uh, In-zone contact at 86%, swinging strike rate at 13.3%, CSW at 30.7%, which is better than league average. And we see that uh, showing up at a slightly elevated K rate at 24.3%. I think you'd expect it to be higher given some of those strikeout metrics are really nice. I mean, the swinging strike rate at 13.3% is nice, as is that CSW. K minus walk rate is at 19%. His BABIP at 307, strand rate at 70.5%. So again, those seem right in line with where they should be. His home run per fly ball rate is at 16.7%, slightly bit higher than league average, which is 14.9%. But, uh, you know, he's consistently had a higher than league average home run per fly ball rate. Expected Woba at 315, 
So slightly better than league average, but right around it. And then 299. Uh, Woba, the bat does not like him moving forward, which isn't surprising. Uh, Derek Carty's been one of the guys who's kind of uh, pushed folks not to draft him as high as he was going, and, and so far he's been right there. A 495 uh, ERA, rest of season projection, 141 whip. I think that's a little high. 99 strikeouts, uh, 98 uh, innings pitched. His next start is uh, versus Houston in Colorado. That seems dangerous. And then um, his, uh, his start after that is likely to be in Colorado uh, against Cincinnati. So in many ways, Marquez really is the same guy as last year from a skills perspective. Many of the metrics are at or if not better than last year. His slider and curve continue to be uh, terrific pitches. Both have swinging strike rates above 20% and very high O-swing. His fastball and sinker have been bad. They have not been as good as last year. And so, you know, I thought, I was one of the people who thought that Marquez, with the skills that he had, could defeat Coors, but maybe it's just not, maybe it's just not possible. I mean, Marquez recently hasn't been great on the road, but I think if you put Marquez on the road, my God, I think I think he'd be among the, uh, the elite pitchers in the league. Ramon Laureano uh, up next, 262, batting average 307, OBP, 43 runs, 12 home runs, 37 RBI, 9 stolen bases out of 11 attempts, so a nice rate there, in 313 plate appearances. The O-swing is worse than last year at 34%, so uh, worse than league average. That's actually up 5%, so he's chasing 5% more pitches outside the zone. His walk rate is low, not surprisingly, with that higher O-swing at 4.2%. In-zone contact rate at 86.9%, overall contact rate at 73.8%, so worse than league average. That's actually down 8% um, from uh, last year, which is a, which is a big drop. Um, although that seems that seems wrong, let me just I am going to uh, double check on on that. I may have written that incorrectly in my notes. Let's take a look here. Yeah, his contact rate is actually up one percent from last year, so that must have been a holdover um, from something. Um, his CSW at thirty two uh, percent, um, so pretty high there. That's actually higher than Miguel Sano's. Um, his K rate, uh, 27.2%, so also much higher than league average, not surprisingly. Uh, that hard hit rate at 40.9% uh, uh, is very good or solid. Ground ball rate at 36.5%. I think this is where he's taken some strides forward. It's down 7% from last year, so hitting the ball in the air more, which is nice. Uh, all of the X stats align, 320 expected WOBA. 321 Woba, 260 expected batting average, and a 266, 262 batting average. So right in line there. 18 barrels, 5.8% barrels per plate appearance, 111.6 mile per hour uh, max exit velo. When we take a look at his rest of season projection, 248 batting average, 312 OBP, 42 runs, 11 home runs, 35 RBI, 7 stolen bases, and 312 plate appearances. The next uh, upcoming schedule at uh, the Angels, uh, at home versus Minnesota, and then at uh, the Mariners to round out the first half. You know, he's been on fire recently, um, and his home run and stolen base totals at 12 and 9 are terrific. Um, He's generating a lot of roto value because of that. And then when you look at, you know, the contact skills and the play discipline skills are a little bit of an issue, but... 
you know, even with that being said, you're looking at a guy who's who's going to have a league average batting average and potentially 25 15, 25 home runs and 15 stolen bases, uh which is which is a great return. So really solid uh right there for Loriano. I mean, that's where his value comes from is is that power speed combo and and I don't see why that would go away anytime soon. Next up, Zach Pleasak, you buying or selling? Really like what I see out of this kid. This is from at the underscore guilds. Uh, agree, and then somebody wrote agree. Re Pleasak, uh, uh, he had more strikeouts in the minors. Will be he be able to do that in the majors? That's from at aok underscore fan. So let's dive into Zach Pleasak. A thirty-eight point two or thirty-eight and at two-thirds innings pitched, a two thirty-three ERA. 0.96 whip, 28 strikeouts in those 38.2 innings pitched, a 486 Sierra and a 485 XVIP. So certainly outperforming those ERA estimators. His fastball velocity at 94.4 miles per hour on average. Um, o swing at 28.8%, so that's worse than league average. First pitch strike at 60% is also worse than league average. Uh, zone percentage at 44.7%. Uh, is better than league average. All in all, you look at the control metrics, his percentage pitches that are balls is 34.4% compared to 36.1% league average. And so, you know, the control metrics, the walk rate, which is at 7.6%, looks about right. You know, slightly better than league average from a control metrics perspective. In-zone contact rate at 84.7%. That's better than league average, which is nice to see. The swinging strike rate at 8.8% and his CSW at 26.1%. Those are both both well under league average. And then we see that with a 19.3% K rate, that 7.6% walk rate that I mentioned, and only a 11.7% K minus walk rate. That's not good. So how is Plesak doing so well? Well, a 192 BABIP and a 99.3% left on base percentage uh, would be the reason why. When we take a look at his ground ball rate, it's not even better than league average. It's at 39.6%. Home run per fly ball at 15.6%. His expected WOBA is at 331, whereas his WOBA is at 286. So everything is pointing towards major regression for Plesak. You know, again, people can always make adjustments. They can uh, throw different pitches or come up with a new pitch. But when I look at Plesak, he's got just classic signs of a guy who comes up to the majors um, and just happens to be lucky when he first comes up. Um, you know, his slider has an 18.1% swinging strike rate, but nothing else is uh, in double digits. Low, low swinging strike rate for the four seam. Nothing really gets people to chase above 40%. So there's really nothing that he could lean on to really improve those metrics that I see at least. The bat agrees. It has him at a 479 ERA, a 131 whip with 61 strikeouts and 70 innings pitched um, for its rest of season projection. And his next starts are at Baltimore and at Cincinnati. I think that at Baltimore, you know, it may, it may look, uh, it may look better um, than you would anticipate because Baltimore's not that good. But uh, in Camden and, and then again, I think at Cincinnati, those are two really tough ballparks, and so maybe those, that'll be the time that he gets uh, uh, knocked around a little bit. So I do think he's living on borrowed time. If I could, if you can turn him into any type of commodity. Uh, worth any value, I would try to sell him and sell him quickly. Uh, next up, Jeff McNeil equals legit batting average. This is from at Tyler Schubert 10. 
Uh, McNeil is hitting 348 uh, with a 410 OBP, 33 runs, 5 home runs, 28 RBI, 2 stolen bases. He is only 2 for 6 in terms of stolen base attempts, so not sure that green light is going to continue uh, in 247 plate appearances. Uh, McNeil is a guy that I'm really just kicking myself for. for. He was so cheap uh, at draft time. You know, Jed Lowry was kind of in the picture still at that point in time, but then Jed Lowry got injured before the kind of last drafts, and he has a history of having a really high batting average, and I just didn't believe it because a lot of the quality of contact metrics weren't there, but with some guys, it's just a thing they can do, and McNeil's one of those guys. O-swing at 37.2% is bad. Uh, We see that reflected in a lower-than-league average walk rate of 6.2%. In-zone contact at 88.4% is solid. It's not super elite. Uh, the contact rate at 80.8% is really good, but he's McNeil's just hyper-aggressive. He's a guy who is swinging at a ton of pitches, both inside and outside the zone. And for that reason, a 19.9% uh, CSW, which, you know, his K rate is at 10.6%, so less than half of the league average K rate, and that's a recipe for a, um, a tremendous batting average. Um, he's putting a ton of balls in play. He's going to get a... a, a a lot of hits, and then he's got a high BABIP right now. So um, hard hit rate at 38.5%, uh, ground ball rate at 45.1%, so a little high, but that's not necessarily bad for getting on base. Stack cast 367, expected WOBA, a 392 uh, WOBA, uh, so slightly outperforming that expected WOBA. I would expect that batting average to come down from 348. His expected batting average is 312. So probably some regression coming there, but still, I mean, a 312 expected batting average is really, really good. 10 barrels with a 3.7% barrels per plate appearance, 107.2 max exit below, so nothing nothing to write home about, really. Uh, the bat rest of season projection has him at 289, 350, 40 runs, 8 home runs, 36 RBIs, and 3 stolen bases, and 312 plate appearances, when the league average batting average is 251. You know, being able to add that 312 expected batting average and that 348 batting average, right? The actual outcomes is incredible. Schedule over the next uh, couple weeks before the the end of the first half. At home uh, versus Atlanta, uh, New York Yankees, and Philadelphia to wrap up the first half. So I think McNeil overall, I think the batting average is legit. You know, I don't think he's going to hit 348 for the full season, but I think you know, somewhere between that expected batting average and that batting average, I'd say, is definitely possible. You know, we've now got a decent sample size on McNeil, and he's hitting for batting average. And, you know, he's not necessarily going to crush it when it comes to power, right? With his rest-of-season projection, you're looking at 13 home runs and five stolen bases, so that's not necessarily great. But, you know, that batting average just is just so, so valuable, especially in deeper leagues where, you know, you're not being as hurt by that run in RBI totals being somewhat low um, for a regular. So uh, McNeil, you know, batting average is definitely legit. Mal- Malik Smith from at Tommy Will 2112. Uh, Smith has just been on fire since returning from the minors last month. He's hitting 234, 306 OBP, 39 runs, five home runs, 23 RBI, 21 stolen bases in 23 attempts, which is a terrific rate for Smith, uh, 271 uh, plate appearances, 280, uh, tw- 28.9% O-swing, uh, 8.1% walk rate, so right around league average, which is nice. 
Uh, In-zone contact rate at 78.9% is down 4%. Overall contact rate is down 5% at 71.3%. But a lot of that reflects his early season struggles. More recently, uh, that uh, contact rate is up to 84% in the zone. And that's over his last 30 games, so over a decent sample. So it looks like, you know, whatever was ailing him earlier on in the season, um, he has rectified that. And, you know, for that reason, I think you're likely to see an improved batting average moving forward. Uh, CSW at 30.2%, so slightly worse than league average, as is the K rate at 25.8%. Hard hit rate is low, 29.7%, but you're not really looking for Smith to hit the ball that hard. Ground ball rate at 47.1%. Uh, is expected Woba, again, like with a guy like Smith, you're really looking for those stolen bases, right? You're looking for the stolen bases. You're looking for the runs, maybe a little bit of a boost in batting average. That's where his value is coming from. And so these stats aren't really that relevant for him, but a 284 expected Woba, 296 Woba. So right around where he should be. 229 expected batting average, 234 batting average. You know, the one thing that is nice is that he does have five home runs. He only has six barrels on those five home runs, but they're happening. Uh, 2.2% barrels per plate appearance, 105.7. But those five home runs are just huge because unlike like a Billy Hamilton where you're getting like, you know, two to three home runs a year, uh, Smith is could potentially give you double digits, which along with, you know, the 40 stolen bases he's probably going to give you is, is, is just great value. Uh, the bat rest of season projection has uh, Smith at 260. 329, 40 runs, 4 home runs, 23 RBI, 19 stolen bases, and 305 plate appearances. I think that batting average right there at 260 seems much more reasonable for what to expect uh, from Smith moving forward. Uh, over the next uh, three series heading into the second half, uh, he's at Houston and then uh, at home against, uh, against St. Louis and Oakland. Um, he's been uh, really valuable since returning from AAA, as I mentioned you know, improvements in his contact rate, which I think is huge. The O swing is very reasonable at 29%. Uh, he's adding a little bit of power. Smith is incredibly valuable moving forward because of those stolen bases. So uh, if you were able to pick him up on the waiver wire or you held on to him, kudos uh, to you for doing that. If you're in need of stolen bases, I think he's a really good target to go after in trades. Uh, Kingery Nunez and Garrett Cooper and Jeremy Guthrie. This is from At Mittens Goff. Uh, I'm going to assume the Jerry, Jeremy Guthrie one is a joke, and then I'll tackle the three that you mentioned. So Scott Kingery, 331 batting average, 376 um, OBP, 25 runs, 10 home runs, 24 RBI, four stolen bases in five attempts, which is nice, in 165 plate appearances. His O swing is at 33.5%. Walk rate is low at 4.8%. Uh, In-zone contact rate at 80.6%, worse than league average, as is the contact rate at 71.9%. Uh, CSW at 27.6%, though, is better than league average. Um, and so the 24.8% K rate seems about right, if not a little high, um, for Kingery. Hard hit rate at 48.7%. And then um, that is the major source of improvement. That's a 22% increase for Kingery right there. So the quality of contact is making all the difference for him. Ground ball rate at 35.4%. He's got a 359 expected Woba, so better than league average. The Woba is at 424, so you can expect a decent amount of regression, I think, from Kingery moving forward. The expected batting average is at, uh, or the batting average is at 331. The expected is at 282. 
uh, 11 barrels, 6.7% barrels per plate appearance, 111.4 max exit velocity. But though, that's really nice. I mean, the 282 batting average, if you were to get a 282 uh, batting average from Kingery moving forward, I mean, that would be absolutely terrific, right? And I think you're looking at a guy who is likely, when you add in his rest of season projection, you know, it has him right at 22 home runs and 10 stolen bases, which is great. Uh, 251 batting average in that rest of season projection, 299 OBP, 40 runs, 12 home runs, 39 RBI, 6 stolen bases, and 321 plate appearances. So just really nice uh, for uh, for Kingery. You know, I think the, um, the improvements in the batted ball quality are not minor. Uh, those are really big for him, um, and that's great. Uh, the remaining schedule uh, at Miami, at uh, the Braves, and then at the Mets for the next three series. So um, it will be interesting to see how he finishes up. I would expect some uh, regression, obviously, a 398 BABIP right now for Kingery. It doesn't take a genius to see that that is going to go down. But again, I think there are significant improvements uh, that we see with um, uh, with Kingery, which are very, very um, encouraging. Uh, next up, Renato Nunez, uh, 231 batting average, 306 OBP, 35 runs, 16 home runs, 39 RBI, zero stolen bases in one attempt, 296 plate appearances. The O-swing is at 34%. Although that's been one of the major improvements recently for Nunez is his um, O swing over the last 30 games is below 30%. So he's showing better plate discipline recently. Walk percentage at 6.4%. In zone contact at 82.9%. Contact rate at 72.8%. And then his CSW at 30.2%. So all slightly worse than league average resulting in a K rate of 25.7%, which is worse than league average. Hard hit rate at 39.6%. That's up 12% from last year, which is very, uh, which is nice to see. The ground ball rate is down 4% at 35.5%, so he's hitting the ball in the air more. Um, and that's reflected in some of the X stats, or in some of the uh, stat cast metrics. So 328 expected WOBA, 320 WOBA, 237 expected BA, 231 BA. So the batting average just isn't that good. But he does have 27 barrels and 9.1% barrels per plate appearance, which is excellent. And then 114.8 max exit velo, um, which is very, very good. Um, that's among elite company. Uh, for Nunez, when we look at his bat rest of season projection, some slight improvement in the batting average at 344, 304 OBP, uh, 35 runs, 16 home runs, 41 RBI, one stolen base, and 290 plate appearances. His next three series are against Cleveland at Tampa Bay and then at Toronto. Uh, so, you know, mixed bag there. You know, Nunez is providing some nice power at his late ADP, although obviously with the reduced drag ball, there's a little bit um, less of value placed on some of those power metrics. Um, the counting stats aren't great though. Obviously he's in the Orioles lineup. So even though he's got those 16 home runs, you know, 35 runs and 39 RBIs at pretty much the midpoint, um, isn't necessarily anything to write home about, at least in, in uh, leagues that are uh, shallower than 15 teams. Uh, there is some encouraging signs in the increase in contact rate and uh, in plate discipline, and so maybe that will translate to a higher batting average. Um, but one of the major issues is, is the platoon splits, only a 211 batting average against right-handed pitching. 
um, and half of his home runs come at, from left-handed pitching despite um, having many more at-bats against right-handed pitchers. So this can be problematic, especially in weekly leagues. So I think he's a guy you want in your lineup uh, when you have a decent number of lefties that week um, or if you're in daily leagues, putting him in against lefties um, and then um, you know maybe against weaker pitching staffs. But uh, that's about it for uh, Nunez. Uh, Garrett Cooper up next, a guy that I have on, on pretty much all my teams. Uh, 315 batting average, 385 OBP, 28 runs, 7 home runs, 22 RBI, and 0 stolen bases, but he has not attempted any, so don't expect much stolen bases from Cooper. 161 plate appearances. His O swing is worse than league average at 34%, but he's got a league average walk rate at 80 at 8.7%, in-zone contact rate at 82.8%, which is worse than league average, but the overall contact rate is right at league average. Uh, CSW at 29.1%, so slightly worse than league average. His K rate is right at league average at 22.4%. Um, Hard hit rate at 43.5%, so making really solid contact. Hits a lot of ground balls, 53.7%, although that's a little misleading uh, earlier on in the year when he first um, uh, got back to the Marlins after a couple injuries, he was as high as 72% uh, on his ground ball rate. So it's at, it's closer to 50% um, since uh, peaking at that high level, but still pretty high. Uh, despite that, his X stats or his um, stat cast data is great. 386 expected WOBA, uh, 383 WOBA. So he's earned what he's been able to do. 315 expected batting average. Uh, with a 312 batting average, nine barrels, 5.6% barrels per plate appearance. So, you know, right around league average, a 112.2 mile per hour um, uh, max exit velocity. He's a guy that hits the ball hard when he does hit it in the air, though. The bat rest of season projection has him at 269, 336, 35 runs, 10 home runs, 36 RBI, and one stolen base in 296 uh, plate appearances. In the next three series, he is against the Phillies and then at the Nationals and at Atlanta. He's really been great. I mean, he's been a great addition in deeper leagues uh, to teams because of that batting average. Um, and so I think he's, you know, in deeper leagues, he's there. I think in 12-teamers, you can also um, have him in there for the time being if he can continue uh, to keep up what he's been doing. Uh, he's been really, really consistent um, since entering the Marlins lineup. Uh, he is a, uh, he's a good hitter. And so... Uh, keep him in there, and unless something uh, drastically changes with the profile, but really like uh, what he's been able to do so far has been uh, really, really um, encouraging. Um, and then you think, even though he's with the Marlins, I mean, in 161 plate appearances, you know, he's has 28 runs and 22 RBI, seven home runs, you know, and that's about a fourth of a season. So you multiply that by four, and you're looking at uh, some decent counting stats in addition to some decent power. So. Uh, keep him in there. Keep him rolling. Uh, Alex Bregman's current slump. This is from at AJ Hudek. Uh, Bregman is just, uh, he's incredible. I mean, from a skills perspective, he continues to be just out of this world. 266 batting average, 393 uh, OBP, 54 runs, 22 home runs, 52 RBI, three stolen bases uh, in four attempts in 349 plate appearances. Here are the skills, which are just incredible. O swing at 18.4%. That's incredibly good, right? 12% better than league average. Uh, his walk rate is at 16.6%. Uh, that's uh, almost double league average. 
Um, his in-zone contact rate at 91.6% is elite. His contact rate at 85.7% is elite. His CSW is low at 25.5%. His K rate is 12.9%, so almost half of league average. I mean, his walk rate is almost, for the season, is almost 4% higher than that K rate is. It's just unbelievable. When you look at it more recently, I think his walk rate, like over the last two weeks, is like 26% compared to a 14% K rate. I mean, it's just nuts. Just, I mean, Bregman is just so, so solid. Uh, hard hit rate at 40.1% is solid. Ground ball rate at 32.2% is solid. Stat cast metrics are solid. 371 expected WOBA, 396 WOBA, uh, 265 expected batting average, 266 batting average, 15 barrels, 4.3% barrels per plate appearance, 107.4 mile per hour max exit velocity. So actually the stat cast metrics aren't that great. They're They're not that good for Bregman. They never really have been though. I mean, he's a guy who takes advantage of the Crawford boxes for sure um, in Houston. And, you know, the one thing I would expect that batting average to improve, even though he hits a lot of fly balls, um, you know, his his BABIP this year so far is much lower than um, his career BABIP. And so for that reason, I'd expect that batting average to improve. That's something that the bat is also uh, projecting for his rest of season. They have him actually at 296 batting average. 395 OBP, 58 runs, 20 home runs, 55 RBI, and four uh, stolen bases and 343 plate appearances. His next three series are versus Seattle at Colorado and then uh, versus the Angels. I mean, Bregman is breaking baseball, right? Like, he is among the elite when it comes to the actual skills, like his walk rate, his strikeout rate. The amount of contact that he's making, it's just really, really uh, impressive. Um, he is, you know, struggling a little bit in terms of batting average, but he is gold when it comes to OBP. When you combine his rest of season projection with what he's doing right now, you're looking at 112 runs, 42 home runs, 42 home runs, it's nuts, 104 RBI and seven stolen bases. That's just terrific production. And the thing about Bregman is, is like, I wasn't as high. I like Bregman a lot, right? He was like a top 20 guy for me heading into the season. But I didn't like a lot where he was going in drafts because I didn't expect the home run power <laughs> Ooh, excuse me, uh, to be uh, for him. I felt like that was kind of the peak. But with the reduced drag baseball, like the power is just, uh, he's one of the guys that benefits uh, a lot from that. And so that... The home runs are there, and they are there in, in huge quantities, and that makes him incredibly valuable. Um, and he's been doing a lot of this without, you know, Jose Altuve and uh, George Springer in the lineup. So who knows? Who knows what he is going to be capable of? I do think that he, you know, getting to the original question, I do think that he's going to break out of that slump pretty quickly here. His next six series are really nice. I think he has Seattle, Colorado, L.A., and I think he has L.A. again, and then... Uh, Texas and then LA again and that's the Angels not the Dodgers so really favorable schedule coming up for Bregman next up uh, Lorenzo Kane from at gizmo underscore 25 uh, Kane hitting 253 this year 314 OBP 46 runs four home runs 28 RBI 10 stolen bases uh, 10 for 13 on those stolen bases 331 plate appearances O swing uh, right around league average at 28.7 percent uh, walk rate at 7.3%, worse than he is normally 
Um, that's definitely one area. The OBP and batting average are the, the major area where he's uh, taken a little bit of a knock this year. The contact rating uh, and uh, rates are solid as always, 90.4% for end zone contact rate. Uh, overall contact rate at 81.3%, so both well better than league average. His CSW is better than league average at 26.8%. The K rate at 70, 17.2% is much lower than league average. So all around solid just in terms of the plate skills. Um, plate discipline down slightly, but uh, not tremendously. Hard hit rate at 32.5%. That is down 6%. When you, factor, when you factor in that hard hit rate itself is up about 3% from last year, that's a pretty significant uh, decrease for Kane there. Uh, ground ball rate at 52.8%. That's pretty normal for him. Uh, 315 expected Woba with a 296 Woba. 271 expected batting average on that 253 batting average. So he may have been a little bit unlucky in the first half of the season. 10 barrels, 3% barrels per plate appearance, 110 mile per hour max exit below. Uh, when we look at his rest of season projection, 287, 359, 44 runs. Seven home runs, 33 RBI, nine stolen bases, and 326 plate appearances. So, you know, that would put him on pace for, you know, the power being lower, about 10 home runs, 11 home runs, but, you know, 20 stolen bases. So that is solid in today's environment. And hopefully that batting average will improve. His next three series are versus Pittsburgh, and then at Cincinnati and at Pittsburgh. Uh, he's been out of the lineup for the last couple days with a thim- thumb injury. Uh, it seems like he's been kind of battling minor injuries throughout the year so far, which I think has limited his effectiveness, uh, particularly in the power department um, and just in terms of the quality of contact that he's making. Hopefully with a little bit of rest now and then with the all-star break coming up, um, you know, he can get some additional rest and he can come out firing in the second half. Uh, I think that's what most of his uh, owners are probably hoping for. Uh, next up uh, is going to be the last person we uh, tackle on the podcast, and that is Victor Robles. This comes from at TalkFBB. So Robles, 242 batting average, 314 OBP, 42 runs, 11 home runs, 33 RBI, and 9 stolen bases on 13 attempts. Uh, so not terrific in terms of his success rate, but the 9 stolen bases is decent. 287 plate appearances. O-swing rate around league average at 29.2%. Walk rate at 5.6% is uh, 3% lower than league average. Uh, Contact rate, 87.4%. And then uh, overall contact rate at 79.6%. Those are both slightly better than league average. And not surprisingly, his CSW is better than league average at 25.1%. Again, 28.3% is league average. K rate at 24.4% is worse than league average, I would expect, if... The skills continue that that is going to regress uh, a little bit, which will be beneficial for him. Uh, some positive regression there. Hard hit rate at 24.3%. That's really the story. I mean, the batted ball quality just has not been there uh, for Robles. Ground ball rate at 35.8% is solid. 300, uh, 300 expected Woba, 322 uh, Woba. So he's actually been outperforming what he should have done potentially. Although with speedsters, you never know because they generally outperform a lot of the expected metrics. Uh, 242 batting average, but a 228 expected BA. Uh, 11 uh, barrels, 3.8% barrels per plate appearance, and a 110.5 mile per hour max exit velocity. The bat still really loves uh, Robles moving forward. A 272 batting average, 339 OBP, 
46 runs, 11 home runs, 38 RBI, and 11 stolen bases and 318 plate appearances. You throw that all together and you're looking at a 22-20 season, you know, with about a 255 batting average, which would be, you know, that's really nice. And the counting stats, you're going to be close to 90 runs and uh, close to 70 RBI. That is all around really, really solid, especially in a rookie season. It just goes to show you that, like, you know, expectations are, are so much of, uh, uh, of what, did, what drives how we feel players are doing. Uh, he's got a nice uh, series upcoming at Detroit and then versus Miami uh, and KC on the horizon heading into uh, the first half. Uh, so that is going to wrap us. Uh, that's going to wrap uh, up uh, the mailbag. Uh, thanks, everybody, for, as usual, for your player recommendations um, and questions. I will try to sneak in another podcast here. Um, sometime soon. I know I wasn't able to get to some of the recommendations um, from earlier uh, today, and I'd like to be able to do some strategy sessions, I think, in the next uh, podcast. I'm also going to take a look at some hitters um, who I think are going to hitters and pitchers that I like uh, heading into uh, the second half. That is going to wrap us up for episode 81 of the Bat Book Crazy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We were able to get to 16 uh, player uh, profiles or analysis of 16 players. Uh, We covered a ton of guys um, from folks who are doing really, really well right now, like Ramon Laureano and Lourdes Goriel, uh, to other guys who are struggling, Victor Robles, um, uh, Renato Nunez actually is struggling recently, and I know that because I have him on a team, but uh, oh well. Um, hopefully, though, uh, you have found some, uh, you have found the podcast useful and the analysis useful, um, and it is, uh, is going to help you out in your fantasy baseball teams. Um, if, you, if there's anything that you would find helpful, or if there's anything that I'm missing in the analysis, or any way that I can talk about the analysis that you think would be more helpful in terms of implementing it or operationalizing it within your fantasy baseball teams, definitely uh, hit me up on Twitter and let me know about that. Um, always appreciate uh, constructive feedback and how we can improve uh, the podcast or things that, uh, yeah, things that I put out there. So I'm trying to trying to create content that is useful for folks and hopefully it is that. All right. Thank you all so much uh, for listening. Uh, Best of luck with all of your fantasy baseball. Take care and be kind to one another.